This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. They said everybody out that worked at that place. I mean, they had towels on me. They were everywhere. I mean, the guy said, I want to pay for your laundry. I want to do this. I said, well, the problem is, buddy, I don't live here. I, I live in Lubbock. We were in Dallas when that happened. And he said, I'm going to comp your meal. He said, I'm going to buy you a new shirt. I'm going to do this and this and this. So really, his goodness and his mercy followed me all the days of my life. I said, Lord, I just don't like how you're doing this. And so two, two weeks later, right after that one, we're eating in a restaurant, and it's with a group from the church. Shelly's here, another lady's here. I'm sitting in the middle. This little girl drops a bowl, and the bowl breaks in half, and I promise it bounces on the floor, goes right over Shelly's head, and hits me right in the head. Boom. And I looked and I thought, do I cuss or do I just say thank you, G? No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I, I kept saying, Lord, I, I don't know if you really want me to believe your goodness and mercy. Follow me all the day. But it began to happen. I mean, one right after the other. So, just a little thought for you. Uh, if you're watching live stream, we're glad you're here. If you need a Bible, raise your hand and our ushers will get you one. Go with me to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, and this is where we'll receive our tithes and offerings again. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Tonight after the service, the faith closet is open for 30 minutes. So get your kids, get up there. They are got a clock tonight. They're, no, I'm just kidding, but they may. <laughs> this Friday's the exchange, the young adults at 7 um, if you're interested in going to the Dream Center and being a part of that team, that is Saturday morning. Sign up out there or sign online. Those are all great ministries, so bless all of you. Okay, Matthew 6, verse 24. No one. Woo! No one. Now, in my Bible, in parentheses, I've got no one marked. No one. So you know what that no one means? You're not an exception to this, okay? I'm not an exception. No one can serve two masters. You can't worship two gods at the same time, okay? He goes on to say, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, the true God, Yahweh, the great Jehovah, and mammon. Now, mammon is literally the God of money. And so he said, you, you can't do it. No one can do it. And so when you look at what he's talking about, I need to use my wealth to serve him, not to replace him. God blesses us, but we're blessed to be a blessing. And so when I look at this, the, the serving God and serving mammon. I can't allow the physical to override the spiritual. And I believe this is what he's telling us. And he wouldn't warn us if this wasn't a possibility. So the way you and me walk in the blessing of the Lord is we learn to obey the scripture. And when I obey the scriptures, and remember, not further from this, in uh, Matthew 6, it says... Seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. And so again, God's not against us having things as long as we do it in his order. So I must come to it. Just obey God. 
Obey God with your finances. Obey God, and that's why it's important that, that you become a tither and honor him with that. Let's pray. Father God, we, we thank you for your word tonight. Oh, Lord, grace is here. We're, we're honored, Father God, that we, we can honor you with the first fruits of our increase, and we thank you for ooh, just being a God who loves to bless us, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, go with me to 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and ooh, before I start moving in that direction, um, let, me, let me highlight a few things just from last week that we got to Matthew 7, 24, 25, 26, 27, and remember it was a parable, and in this parable there were two people, one wise and one foolish. Now, both of them had three main similarities. Both of them heard the word of God. Both of them built houses. And both of them experienced the storms of life. But one was called wise and one was called foolish. And the only thing that separated the wise from the foolish is the wise heard the word and he obeyed the word. The foolish heard the word, but he wouldn't obey the word. And so remember last week, we get over and think about this word with the word of God. It's important to, to, to know the word of God. It's important to hear the word of God. But to know it and to hear it do me no good unless I apply it. Now, that's what he was talking about. Now, remember last week, we were talking about how we build a certain house. Well, I'm, I'm looking at some areas on the word build, and, and the, the material we use to build our, our house, our, our heart. And so I want to talk to you about this, and I'll get to it tonight, but this passage is really, really interesting. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1. And I, which is the Apostle Paul, and I, brethren. Now, I want to highlight that immediately. The Apostle Paul is talking to the brethren, which are believers, that are believers in the church of Corinth. So I want you to get the picture here. He's addressing people that are believers, that believe in Jesus. So he says, and I, brethren... I could not speak to you as spiritual people. Better stated, I, I couldn't speak to you like mature folk. And he goes on and clarifies and says, but as carnal. Now, the word carnal means flesh. It means worldly. It means to be dominated by the mindset of the flesh is what this means. And so I, I live by the perspective of men instead of the perspective that God has for me. Now watch how he ends this. But as to carnal as the babes in Christ. So here what he's talking about. Now remember it's to the brethren. So he's saying here, you're, you're saved, but you're still living like the world. 
And it's interesting he uses the word babes in Christ. Now, now think about it just, just a second. When a baby's born into this world, that baby comes into the world and we understand that's the starting point for that baby. Right as they're born into the world. And, and so he likens us here to, to babes in Christ. So he's dealing with this and he's saying, you're still at that starting point. You, you've never progressed past that starting point. And so to me, you know what he's saying? He's saying, I, I don't want you to stay in that state. I'm just going to warn you right now. There's some of this stuff in here that it'll hurt. You're like, oh my gosh, Father God. That's aimed right at my heart. That's a good thing. Verse 2. I fed you with milk, not with solid food. Now, they couldn't eat solid food. They could eat only milk. Now, what's interesting off of this, right here, this, this verse, the cross-reference on it is Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, which literally talks about the ABCs of faith. And so let, let me highlight just a little bit as I read through this, the, the, the ABCs of faith. And he says, part of it, you're dull of hearing. You're, you're stubborn in your hearing. You're lazy to understand. Now this is part of what he's talking about, the ABCs of faith. So he said, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. Now watch this. And even now, you're still not able. So, when we talk about all you could have was milk, only babies need milk. We know that. When we see a, a young baby and they're on a bottle, we understand they need milk. But we got a problem when we got a five-year-old that that's all he can still eat is, is milk. And we got real problems when we got 20-year-old that are still on the bottle. Now, this is what he's getting over to right, right here in all this passage. So when you see the word milk, milk is telling me and you it's salvation. It's elementary. It's the starting point. And we know in the natural, man, we got to get them off the bottle sooner or later. And so you see the milk is the starting point, but the solid food is spiritual application to the word of God. So if I just live on the word or if I just live on the milk, I'm not getting the nutritional values you need from the word of God. So to a degree, you know what he's telling us here? Grow up. I got to grow up. It's one thing to chew the word. It's another thing to swallow the word. And so part of the issue has become if we don't start growing up in the things of God, we remain stagnant. And anytime I remain stagnant, I'm, I'm just in spiritual survival. I'm not growing and you'll see here, this is not a good thing for any of us. 
And we're not talking about perfectionism, but just a matter of growing up. So he goes on to say in verse 3, for you are still carnal. You're still living like the world. And let me highlight something back in verse 1. Brethren, believers, you're still living like the world. You're born again, but you still have the mindset of the flesh. I told you this can hurt when you look at it. But I believe God's wanting to help us today. And this is what the apostle Paul was saying. God's desire is none of us stay as babies, as infants. He wants us to grow. So when I read this here and he says, you are still carnal, what I want us to do is I want us to to read this passage here in verse 3. And I want you to read the things that he says that will relate to me and you being carnal. Now watch what he says. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy and strives and divisions among you, are you not carnal? Did you catch all those? Let me break them down for you. Jealousy. You compare yourself with others. Competitiveness. You quarrel like children. You take sides. Now, Do any of those describe you right now? <laughs> We're not going to say, who raise your hands. Everybody show me if these are. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that he says these are the symptoms of being carnal? And he ends verse 3 and says, and behaving like mere men. You are born again, but you behave like the world does. Out. Verse 4. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Paulus, are you not carnal? So what he's saying here is he's getting after the church at Corinthian. He said, you've divided yourself in the name of men. Well, I'm of Paulus. Well, I'm of Paul. Now, now it's interesting that he throws this in here, and, and what he's telling us is this produces strife, as all this is, and so this is the futility of such an out, uh, a futility of, of, of such competition that it brings, division. So I'm reading this, and I think, okay, how would that look among us? So we, as believers, we could look and say, well. I'm of Robert Morris. I'm of T.D. Jakes. I, I'm of Stephen Furtick. I, I'm, I'm of this and I'm of that. And so what we've done, and it's caused divisions, we've put mankind on pedestals and act like they're up here. And not only have we done that, we have done that in the name of churches, in the name of denominations. We act like because I'm a certain denomination, I'm better than you. But the bottom line is, we're all Christians. We're all saved by grace through faith. So what Paul's doing, he's saying, you got to knock this stuff off, guys. Quit. It does no good. So he goes on to say this in verse 5. Who then is Paul? 
And who is Apollos? But they are our ministers. They are mere servants. They are only human beings. They are co-workers for the kingdom of God. See, we've got to look at this and I think, wow. The devil uses anything he can to draw us to be divided, separated. So I, I like to play golf. And I was playing Friday evening and this guy was paired with us. And he looked at me and goes, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a minister of the gospel. And he said, I knew. He said, I've recognized you from somewhere. Well, we realized we'd crossed paths years ago at Jones Stadium when the citywide rally went at Jones Stadium. He was there. So he introduces himself to me. And he says, I go to Holy Spirit Catholic Church. And I said, praise the Lord. I'm glad you're there. So we talk about the things of God all day. And you know what I realized? I come to the conclusion... He loves Jesus as much as I do. And so we're getting ready to walk off the ninth green and another man with me looks at him and says, hey, our Catholic brother, would you be okay if we laid hands on you and prayed for you? And he said, I would love it. So right there on the golf course, we laid hands on him. We prayed for him. And he looked at us when we were leaving and he said, Keep the good work up, fellas. And so I looked at this and I think, why don't we stay with the things that unite us instead of majoring on the things that divide us? I believe this is what he's trying to tell us right here. And so he says, we're ministers. Now listen to what he says. Through whom you believed. Through whom you believed. We're ministers. We all believe the starting points. And he says, as the Lord gave to each one. And so everything's from God. If you look at what he's talking about, we all belong to God. And the last time I read the Bible according to Matthew 16, 18, and 19, the church isn't mine, and the church isn't yours, and the church isn't the Baptist, and the church isn't the Catholics. It's Jesus's. He said, and I'll build my church... And the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So it's not our church to start with. It's his church. Same chapter. Verse 9. Listen to this. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. Now, when he says you're God's field, you know what that means? You're still being cultivated. And then he says... You are God's building. You're still under construction. And will be cultivated and under construction until the Lord comes back. Which is a good thing. Verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me. Now the Apostle Paul talks about this. Now I want you to get this, Okay. As great as a man of God as Paul was, who wrote the majority of the New Testament, he said it's because of the grace of God. That's every one of us in here. 
I encourage you, when you wake tomorrow morning, say, Father God, I, I wake to your grace today, Lord. Amazing grace. Your grace is sufficient, even in my, welcome the grace of God. I, I mean, it's a gift that he says, I'll, I'll just grace you. And so the apostle Paul highlights that, and he says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. Now he says, that's what I am. Because of the grace of God, I'm a wise, not a foolish, but I'm a wise master builder. And he goes on to say, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. And so he tells every one of us, man, you got to build with care. Take heed how you build. So whether we realize this or not, we're building on this house day by day by day by day. Every day we're building. Something's happening. Verse 11. For no other foundation, you may highlight that, no other, there is no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus. So the foundation is Jesus. Jesus is essential. Jesus is the, the chief cornerstone. He is the superstructure. Only him. He's the only foundation. We got to get that. That's the foundation now we build our lives on spiritually. Verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or straw. Now, it's interesting right here. He lists six building materials. Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw. Some of these materials can endure fire and some will be consumed. So better stated here, some are imperishable and some are perishable. Now when you look at what he's talking about here, the gold and the silver, the precious stones, these are the durable materials, which literally means we need to be taught strong doctrine and live a life of fidelity to the truth, okay? To build with perishable material like wood, hay, and straw is to provide inadequate, unsound teaching or compromise the truth by demonstrating a lifestyle that contradicts or fails to model it. Now think about this right now. What's the material are you using in your house? Gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, and straw. Now it's interesting he brings these up right here like he's doing. Three are durable, three are not. Verse 12 or verse 13. Each one's. Can I help you with that? Each one's. You know what that means? Each one's. That means every one of us, each one's work will become clear. It will become very evident. What you built your house with is going to become very clear. It's going to become very evident. He goes on to say, 
and it will we will declare it. The work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. So whatever you built your house on, your life on, it's going to get thrown into the fire. And the fire, the fire will test, listen to this, each one's work of what sort it was. The quality of each builder's work will be tested on a day of judgment is what he's talking about. The perishable and the imperishable. Now keep reading because he's going to tell us some things on this. If anyone's work he has been built on, if it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet it's through the fire. And listen real close to what he's talking about. The reward here is not salvation, okay? Salvation itself is a free gift. You can't earn salvation. But the reward is for your faithful service, what you did here on earth. And when he ended in verse 15 and said what he is, the loss is the reward this builder might have received, not salvation, as through fire. So there were things that God wanted to give each one of us a reward. So here we are at the end of the school year, and most high schools end with a reward ceremony. Well, when this thing called earth wraps up, there's going to be a reward ceremony. And we're all going to get a walk in. And your reward, we pray is with gold and silver and precious stones. Because the others don't, don't have nothing. There's nothing. And if you'll notice, he said in verse 15, if anyone's work is burned, that's a possibility. He will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. And so what he's talking about you make it to heaven, but you make it by the nick of time. It's like a house that's on fire, and you got out of the house, but none of your possessions made it. Only you made it. Now, that's a good thing. You made it. But the sad thing is, God had rewards he wanted to bless every one of us for, and you didn't get one, or we got a bunch. Now, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be people in heaven that we're going to look, and we're going to like... Oh, dear Jesus, they're going to have these big old feathers in their hair, I guess, I don't know, something that signifies that dude was a soul winner, man. Did anybody in here know soul winners? It may be you, or man, you just win people to Jesus all the time. I believe there's going to be great rewards in, in heaven for people that are our intercessors, our prayer warriors that say, man, I'll pray, I'll pray, I'll pray. I believe there's going to be ones in, in heaven that said, I'll serve in the nursery because God's the one who gives all these. We don't vote on them. We don't get a vote and say, you know what? Gloria, she was pretty good on about three days a week. The other day, she, no, you're not really Gloria. You're good all the time. See another area that we're building. I'm building. I'm building. 
And we, we, we got to build with the Word of God. we got to get the Word of God within us. Man, I've been reading things on the Word of God. It's, it's incredible what happens to us that every one of us, when we get in the Word of God on a daily basis, it provides the spiritual nutrients. It's the spiritual nutrition that only feeds your spirit man. There's nothing else that can feed your spirit man but the Word of God. And so I, I encourage, make time to get in the Word. You get in the Word, God will get into you. Ask God to grace you to fall in love with the Word. How many of you love the Word? I love the Word of God. I love to read the Word of God. I love to study the Word of God. I haven't always been that way, okay? But it's just like developing an appetite for something. You know, when you're a kid, a lot of times, you don't like vegetables. But something happens when you get a little older and you realize, I need some asparagus. I need some broccoli. I, I can't leave, live off of hot Cheetos. You know what those hot Cheetos will do? They'll fill you just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. But it's that solid food that feeds me. That nourishes me. I like to say this. We've got to get to a place where we feed our faith and starve our doubts. Why don't you stand up here with me today? A little different tonight, huh? Every bit of that was written on Friday morning about 7 in the morning. Man, it was one of those days I got up and I just started... Just started right. I love those days. Encounter of a God kind. So come on here. Let's raise our hands. Let's, let's bow before God. And let's raise our hands to heaven. Father God, we pray right now. That Lord, we would have an appetite. That you would grace every one of us in here to have an appetite for the word of God. And Father God, you would grace us. That you would get us You'd get us off the bottle, Father God. Off the milk, Lord, and move us to solid food. And Father God, if there's areas in our life, and you know this, I know this too. I know when the word hits me. That's why I said some of this hurt. I was like, ah. Father God, the areas of our life that we know we're carnal. We're just flip. We're born again, but we live like the world. Father God, grace us in this area. Grace me. Help us, Father God. We welcome you to help us right now. Lord, I pray that ooh, we are people right now that love the gold, the silver, the precious stones. Lord, I pray you bless us right now. And I, I ask right now that every person in here, that when we get to heaven, there's going to be incredible gifts from people in this, in this house right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.